Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Milo. We've covered a few things early. We've been talking a bit of AFL, a bit of uh, a bit of cricket, but we've been we had a World Cup update, but we've been waiting for our next guest, and we put him straight in the time slot where everyone's getting up out of bed. And what better way to get up out of bed than the way that we've been doing it over the last few weeks? And that's getting up and listening to this man just go to work. He's an absolute star. Um, we call him our own. We don't we? Well, he's our own. Well, we call him our own. Well, that's can I not say that? You just did. Well, I did. His name's Craig Goodwin. He joins us on the line. Good morning, Craig. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, I'm going to start with uh, the fanfare coming back. What's it been like back on Australian soil, my friend? Yeah, um, definitely was a really nice surprise um, getting off the, the long flight um, from Qatar and, and seeing the probably, I reckon it might have been, I reckon it was probably close to 100 people um, at the airport there waiting for me. Um, so it was... Uh, Definitely humbling to experience that and, and see the impact that it's had and, and how proud it's made everyone back in SA. So, Craig, it's obviously been, uh, been a fantastic story and uh, you've, been, you've had so much support uh, back here in Adelaide as, as you recently would have, would have been seen. But it all wasn't smooth sailing leading into this World Cup for you, was it? Uh, you had a bit of an injury through the, the pre-season. Uh, I think you, you've been quoted saying you weren't sure whether you are going to um, even make the squad, but it's a credit to you. you dug in, you, you come out for our Reds and started the season off um, on absolute fire. So just tell us about your, your mindset and, and the lead into actually getting picked in the squad and then obviously getting the opportunity to go on what you did do in the, uh, in the World Cup this year. Um, yeah, so definitely after the, after the qualifiers in the Peru game um, for the back end of last year, I, I had a bit of problems around my hips um, and we didn't exactly look at what it was um, because it was just games coming thick and fast and it was, let's just get myself right for the next one. And, and it was manageable at the time. But by the time I finished the Peru game, um, I'd developed osteitis pubis and, and bone stress um, on, my, on my pubis as well. So um, literally from the kicking the, the penalty against Peru to one week out from the season, I, I didn't put boots on because I couldn't I couldn't run um, properly, and yeah, I didn't kick a ball until one week out from the season. So definitely along that period, it was um, you know my thought process was I think I've left this too late here. I don't think it's going to be um, enough. Am I going to be able to get um, fit enough, and and am I going to be able to perform um, well enough to get selected for the squads because everyone else has had the full preseason? So I think. Um, from that was the biggest thank you to my um, uh, to my coach Carl um, and then to the medical team as well for being able to to get me in a good position. Um, it was a, definitely a grueling preseason and a lot of conditioning sessions on on the bike and on the assault bike and in the gym. Um, and then from there, once I once I got onto the pitch and, and put my boots on, I didn't put too much pressure on myself of of trying to you know, trying to overplay or trying to think, oh, I have to do something amazing here to get selected in the squad. So it was just about going about my business and, and for whatever minutes I was playing at the start, it was just trying to help the team and trying to do my part um, and trying to help us pick up points. Because I've always said that if I'm focusing on Adelaide and getting the best out of my performances there, then the national team should take care of itself. But I think because of the pre-season and, and how difficult it was um, and not knowing if I was going to be there. I think that's why there was so much emotion when I scored against France and within nine minutes. So just kind of was overwhelmed by the situation. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was unbelievable. And and just tell us about the the World Cup and uh, no doubt it would have gone would have gone pretty quick. Uh, as you said, you you've, you kicked off our campaign in style, scoring the first goal for us against France. Uh, you're involved in uh, many other opportunities for us as well. So. Not many people had high expectations for the Socceroos this year. So can you just touch on, from a, from a team point of view and a personal point of view, just the experience of the, the whole World Cup over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, definitely from um, a team perspective, I think we always had, um, we always had the, the outlook on it. That we don't want to be here just to make up the numbers. And, and I said it a few times in, in interviews. When I, when I was a kid and I dreamed about playing in the World Cup and and being in, in this scenario, you, you don't dream about just participating. You dream about making something special happen and, you know, d- drawing on the inspiration of the, you know, the, the team from 2006 and, and wanting to, to, you know, do better than what they could. Um, and, you know, I think that we, I think that we managed to do that, you know, obviously picking up six points, getting two clean sheets, um, taking Argentina, one of the, the best teams in the world um, with, arguably the best player to ever grace the game in, in Messi. Um, you know, we, we really gave it a really good crack. And I think the biggest thing out of it is that we can see how proud and, and how much um, inspiration it gave to the people supporting us back here. So um, that was the that was um, really rewarding for us as, as a group. And, you know, we, we didn't, you're right, we didn't have much expectation on us. Um, but I think we use that as, as ammunition, you know, it's, Everyone loves an underdog story, and I think pretty much every Australian sporting team in history has always underestimated as to what they can do and what they can bring. So for us, we used that in our favour, and you know we were disappointed it ended the way we did, but with nothing but extremely proud of what we were able to achieve um, as a team. And then personally, obviously, with um, you know my age being 30, I was looking at it with the outlook that this could potentially be my last chance of the World Cup being 34 not that it's impossible but it's probably my last one um, in terms of age Um, so I just went in with the mindset of whatever happens however many minutes I get I'm just going to do the best I can and and really try and um, really try and shine so to to get the start against France and for it to obviously turn out the way it did and then to be involved out of three of the four goals that we did score um, it was just an amazing experience to be a part of, and I really enjoyed every second of it, from from on the pitch to to the off the pitch things as well. And the the best part for me that that topped it all off was being able to have my family there in in the games in the stadium and and be able to share all the special moments with them. Absolutely, uh, and tell us about Graham Arnold uh, from a player's point of view. Uh, there's been a bit of speculation. Will he get a new contract? Will he not? Uh, I think recently there's some reports come out that they will put something to him, Football Australia. So uh, how instrumental has he been in, in gelling this team together and, and putting in the tactics in place to, to go so well in this World Cup? And, and do you want him to continue on as manager of the Socceroos? Yeah, he's done fantastic. You know, I think um, over this four-year period of qualifying and, and the World Cup, he's had a lot of critics along the way. And and he's always stayed true to, to his beliefs and, and what he wanted to do within the team. And he's never let that outside um, talk affect him. And, you know, he's he's now um, put himself in a position where he'll go down as one of the greatest um, Australian coaches of all time. So um, absolute credit to him. And it's been fantastic to, to work with him and, and to be involved um, in this group. 
he's done a, a tremendous effort to build uh, a real culture around the Socceroo setup. Um, and it really is a family when you come into the group. It's, it's no matter if there's a lot of changeover of players or whether it's a, a very similar group, every time you go into camp, it's very easy um, to transition into it from, from your club football. It's very easy to, to get along with everyone there. And, and that's a testament to him. Um, exactly what he wants to do now, um, time will tell whether he'll continue on or whether he'll look for, for club football. Craig, uh, has it been... Interest is going to be shown from overseas clubs. Has some of the interest come for some of these players already, or does that come a little bit after? And have you been or had interest shown in you to go back overseas again and play? Um, yeah, look, I think I think they come hand in hand when you have a good um, World Cup campaign. That it's likely that there will be um, offers that come in. Um, I haven't spoken to my manager in, in terms of that yet and to be honest I've just signed a I signed a three year deal at the start of the year so you know I'm happy here my focus is with Adelaide there may be offers that come up um, over over the next year or so um, with um, with the World Cup performances that I've been able to have but I'm not thinking about that um, I'm purely thinking about Adelaide I'm happy here I'm settled here and and you know, I, I really want to win trophies with Adelaide United, and that's what my mindset is at right now. So it's about getting back on the pitch and, and trying to do the best I can in each game with Adelaide and trying to pick up as many points as possible. So just before we let you go, uh, Goody, uh, tell us about Adelaide and, and when can we see you back? Uh, you, yeah, can, can you can you fit in? in pull the boots on in already. The boots uh, tomorrow night against uh, <laughs> Brisbane, or are you going to just take an extra game just to freshen up and, and be ready to go for next week? Um, well, I've got training this morning and, and it'll be a conversation with, with me and the coaching staff and just how my body's feeling and and um, what they're thinking um, and what they want to do as well. Um, obviously, it is a short turnaround from, from getting off the flight to playing, but I'll always put my hand up to play. So I'm hoping to be involved and hoping to put on the red shirt and get three points against Brisbane. Uh, Goody, we love watching you throughout the World Cup. Uh, we want plenty more highlights just like this before I let you go. Harry Sutar, the base of the centre circle, plays a long diagonal ball out to Lecky on the right flank, and a good touch as well. Pavard hit the ground, the cross comes in, Goodwin! Craig Goodwin has the opener. Australia 1-0 up on the French. Looking forward to hearing that uh, for Adelaide United, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. We love you here at SEN. Hopefully we can chat again soon. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. You're giving me goosebumps just with me. <laughs> yeah, you just make sure that you tell those coaches the body's right, okay? Yeah, I will. <laughs> Craig Goodwood there from uh, well Adelaide United and the Socceroos. He's been a star. Speaks perfectly, doesn't he? He certainly does. And, I mean, for, for our selfish sake, uh, we hope he stays here in Adelaide and continues to play for the Adelaide uh, United. Because uh, it'd be, I mean, it'd be if that's what he wants to do and head back overseas and play in Europe again. That uh, it'd be fantastic for him. But selfishly, uh, I want to see him continue play for the Reds for the next couple of years. Fair bit of love for him off the text too, Brett. And a couple of others. A few people asking if if he was in, saw any camels in guitar. I'm not sure. Okay, I wasn't going to ask him that. Fair dinkum. Hey, uh, break time. On the other side of this, we're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit about. Um, we'll hear what Jeff Walsh had to say on Max King, what Kane had to say on Max King's replacements. But still to come, big, big, big show. Peter Siddle to join us to talk 
Test cricket, strikers, um, Alex Carey, the chat with him, Ian Bishop, and then, well, the doing of SEN, one of the great voices um, and a sporting minds of uh, of Australian broadcasting, Jared Waitley, coming up after 8 o'clock. This is SNSA Summer Breakfast, back in a moment.